With me, Richard Innes. And me, Steve Meyer. Hello and welcome to the first episode of First Time Bears with myself, Richard Innes, and me, Steve Mile. Me, Steve Mile. Um, as you hopefully are aware, we are a pair of daily mirror journalists who have both have young sons and thought we would share our experiences and hopefully, you know, offer some solidarity to dads out there. And I think in this first episode, Steve and I were just talking about this before we started recording. I think the, the place I personally want to jump straight into is dad guilt. Why are we here? Why are we here? What's, what is the bloody point of a dad when, of being a dad when you have a young kid? Yeah. Where do you fit in? Because it's all about the mum and it, the baby. And you're there and you're thinking to yourself, right, well, I haven't done the birth and the baby seems to want to be with his mum all the time. And uh, I get a cuddle from time to time, but I don't have working breasts. <laughs> And so um, I, have, you, I have breasts that just don't work. Don't work. Well, apparently you can get them to work if you do some sustained uh, uh, lactating. I heard in my NCT class. You can do lactating. Yeah, but maybe that's a later let's, episode. Yeah, that sounds like an episode. That it's, yeah. No, that, let's not waste that little nugget. My God. Um, just so you know, basically, I, I suppose we should say this. My, my son, Ben, is currently seven months old. Um, Steve, you're a bit further down the road. Yeah, Jackson is 19 months, so we have a year's difference between us. Oh, it's just yeah. Yeah, my basic, basic arithmetic. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. that's about correct. That's good. Um, so I suppose my experience, you're, you're a bit further down the road, so you're yeah. perhaps at that point now where... I'm useful. You, you can be more useful. I'm still at that stage, and I have this conversation with my wife all the time. It is a real frustration, and you almost... It, it's... You, you want to do more. So, you know, there's a part of me that when I'm sitting there and I get to watch TV because Lindsay, that's my wife, has to go and feed him. But, you know, there's a part of you think, oh, great result, I get to sit and watch TV. But there's a far bigger part of me thinking, this is rubbish. I'm not pulling my weight. And I constantly am beating myself up at the moment. And to the point where my wife has to kind of say to me, stop having a go at yourself because I'm constantly thinking, well, I'm not doing enough. Mm. I'm not doing enough mm. because then he wants, he gets fed by his mum. He wants his mum when he's upset. Um, his mum is better at calming him down. Mm-hmm. She's gone through the birth. She's with him all day. Mm-hmm. And I get these lovely moments, these wonderful moments where I come in from work and I'm now greeted by the biggest, cheesiest grin. And it's love. Here's the highlight of my day every day, which mm-hmm. I know sounds really cheesy, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you, you have these isolated mm-hmm. moments of real connection, mm-hmm. but you never get that opportunity to have what the mum has. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was an expectant first-time dad and I spoke to some uh, and, and dad who said you'll feel like a spare part to start with that's the worst bit you won't know where you fit in because you'll see these two people going about their lives and and you're thinking well what's my job and he's suggested you know you look after mum so I did yep. looked after mum you know when she was out of hospital when she was at home you know leave sandwiches in the fridge and like make food and put it in Tupperware in the freezer for when I'm there mm. did the old bottles of water with a straw in so she can drink that one handed by breastfeeding tried to do a bit more of the washing uh, the normal uh, and, and those kinds of things but the the connection between Jackson and his mum and it I think it still is a different kind of connection even 18 months down the line um it's difficult to not break into because that's maybe not the right word, 
but, but I do know what you mean. I mean, I think that is the right. Bit. If we just have a little bit on the outside, and I found it especially when he was crying at night. Yeah. Because I'd want to comfort him. I'd want to get up, leave mum asleep in bed, go and pick him out of his cot, comfort him back to sleep. But he'd be in the darkness, he'd wake up crying, and immediately he'd want his mum. And instead he'd get, a, instead of a, a smooth chin um, <laughs> woman in her 30s, he'd get a bearded man. Yeah. We both have beards, I should point out. Mid-legged bearded man yeah. who smells a bit different. Um, and would want cry out, and then I would find myself getting anxious because I couldn't settle him. He would then get even more anxious and cry out, and I'd end up waking up mum and handing him over, and that just cements the feeling, or cemented the feeling that I was like, well, what? Where do I? Where do I fit in? What's my role? Should I just go you and know, sleep in the spare room and exactly get a good night's exactly. sleep? Exactly, and it's very difficult to not feel resentful, and I hate the fact. And it actually, it's taken me the best part of seven months to understand that not every emotion I have towards my son is going to be 100% positive. And that's a really difficult yeah. thing to admit to yourself. That's a really difficult thing to come to terms with because, you know, I am, I've wanted to, I'm so proud to be a dad. I had the happiest day of my life when he was born, bar none. But you you kind of, you end up putting this amount of pressure on yourself yes. where you think I've got to be the loving, voting dad. I've got to be a provider. I've got to do all these things. And you, that first sort of wave of resentment or that first wave of irritation when he's just been screaming non-stop and you think Jesus please give her a bloody rest yeah. and just by feet and that's a perfectly human emotion that's like yeah, yeah, of course you're going to feel like that you know any, a, scream, a baby screaming at you for two hours yep. you're going to get irritated Yep. but nobody tells you nobody warns you in the build up that yep. you will at some point be irritated with your child yep. and you think but that's awful I can't be irritated with my child but then yeah. so you, you know what I mean you're getting pulled in seven different exactly sucks and then you get the helpful comment, well, it's not about you. Yeah. You need to put that yeah. to one side. It's not about you. You know, there's a bigger thing going. Someone, to be fair, did say to me um, before I became a dad that you will get an understanding. You're not that you would ever do it about when you read these horrific stories about dads who can't handle yeah. their anger doing something yeah. awful. And there are moments in the middle of the night when you you know or when you're frustrated uh, i found when you were like i just need to step away here yeah i need yeah. to put put him back down in his cot just step away because neither of us are calming down yeah. you know and neither of us helping the other person and he doesn't have the ability to put me down mm. whereas i can That's be interesting way of looking i at can it. be the, the dad and go okay right yeah. i'm just going to step outside you know it's 30 seconds and then run and refocus slightly but you know i'm sure we we do in other parts of our lives, don't we, where we walk away from an argument yeah. or take a breath, say to your wife, I'm going to go and walk around the block, or <laughs> whatever the equivalent yeah, of that have is. To see. Go and get a... But uh, no, I think that's a really interesting idea that you're doing, that by putting him down and walking away, you're actually being a good father. I hadn't really, I hadn't stopped to think about that because I have that exact same thing where you think, I'm feeling genuine anger towards my son and this is awful. And then, and it, it escalates because you start beating yourself up mm. immediately mm. and you, you feel the shame of that. You feel ashamed yep. of yourself for being angry with your child. Um, and it's very difficult to know how to, how to handle that. And like, as you say, I don't think anybody really prepares no. you for that. No, and it, it doesn't mean uh, that you have a broken uh, connection with your child mm. because all relationships that you have, I think, even as an adult, you think about relationships with parents, 
you love them but there are times growing up certainly you hate them yeah and you want to you, you express it by slamming a door or doing something like that there's no reason why it should be any different with a newborn child I guess that the difference is that child's so dependent on you yeah that you feel this overwhelming nurture and it's getting those two understanding them I think it's, and it's understanding that you're not a bad person for feeling the as I said before the occasional wave of irritation or that occasional wave of resentment where you just want to you yeah. just want to have one night where you can just sit with your wife and watch TV yeah and and then he goes off again and you think oh god here we go yeah and, and this is sort of what the, what the kind of thing the podcast I think is important for is to talk about this kind of stuff because I'm sure there's plenty of groups well I know there are plenty of groups of uh, mums who probably discuss this thing and yeah. there's an eyebrow raise when it comes to mention of partner but I don't think dads necessarily talk about it um, I think and, and genuinely just talking to you about this both here where we're recording or you know in, when we've talked about this type of thing before it is very reassuring because you realise I'm not a monster I'm not you know I'm not a monster for getting annoyed with my son occasionally you know I've never lost my rag with him no. because you wouldn't because it's your no, baby yeah, yeah. but but the but the, the fact that that's, there's something inside you that gets annoyed um, I kind of feel like we need to talk about the fact that we both love our children. Yes. Uh, Jackson, if you're listening to this in years to come, yeah. I do love you very much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is just just to be helpful. Um, someone's phone's ringing. That's my phone. Sorry. My bad. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, of course, you, you, love, you love your child. Uh, we love our boys. You know, more than anything, do anything. And that's what I think where you get frustrated because, because the intensity of that, mm. that love... It's going to be close to you know drive you to anger, and it does take it does take a while to. I suppose it's not a surprise that it takes a while to find your place as a dad, because because on the one hand we're talking about the practicality, you know the the biological practicalities yes. that there's only so much you can do as a father in those initial stages, but also trying to deal with the emotional upheaval mm. and not just the emotion emotional upheaval in the sense of the emotions you are feeling, yeah, but that your entire concept of the world changes yes and your your priorities do change yeah. i remember i mean i have two brothers and a sister both of whom have you know two or three kids um all of whom i should say have two or three kids and the amount of times i would be there'd be that line you know like oh you won't really understand it till you're a parent and it, they wouldn't necessarily say something as directly as that but that was the implication was oh well you know when you have kids you'll get it and it used to wind yeah, me up no it I used to think it was the most patronising thing anybody could say and the reality is that now that I'm here unfortunately I might start saying <laughs> yeah because it is true your yeah. your your view of the universe alters completely but hopefully if any dads to be are listening to this we're not we don't come across as you'll only understand it as a dad. We're just talking about how it is to us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's just a little bit of forewarning. I, I think also, you know, we were in a time where dads are as engaged in their child's upbringing and especially early years as they've ever been at yeah. any point in history. The days of um, the dad that took the afternoon off work after the childbirth wasn't there for the childbirth, then went immediately back to work and didn't really get in involved with the child until they were talking probably yeah. um and we're doing i'm sure dads that still unfortunately have to do this you know the commute where you leave the house before the baby's awake and you arrive back after the baby's asleep yeah but 
the society seems to feel like it's changing a little bit and dads are much more engaged and so therefore this is all new territory to dads it's not really been spoken about before. well that's that, and that's where a lot of that absolutely and that's where that pressure comes from isn't it that the idea that you're trying to do because i think everybody rightly talks about how difficult it is for modern mums because you know as a modern women these days you have to be have to be in inverted commas you know a, a full-time mother and you, you have to be a career woman mm. as well. That's the expectation almost. Now that, that's that's two people trying to fit into one person. That's mm. virtually impossible. And I and I feel nothing but sympathy because that is that's a horrible amount of pressure to be poured on. Mm. But I do think people forget that dads feel the same pressure. Yeah. Because I didn't appreciate until you know my dad. I, I, I would never complain about my dad because he's been there for me my entire life, and I'm very close with my dad. But you know, it, it, I didn't appreciate until I was talking to him about my experiences with Ben. That he would say, "Oh, you know, I didn't really, I, I didn't really do that," or, you know, that it, because it it wasn't the expectation yeah. thirty five years ago that that was what you did as the father, and now we just walk into this. Well, that's the expectation we have to provide for our families. You know, uh, mum's on maternity leave, uh, dad therefore has to pay the mortgage. He has to do all these mm-hmm. things. He has to try to find a way to connect with his son, yep. um, despite the fact that there's no biological connection as such, and it's. It's um it's very difficult, and I, I I make no bones in saying, you know, that I have found it quite difficult. My my wife has been amazing; she's brilliant, and she supports both Ben and me, um, and is constantly telling me what a good job I'm doing, which is lovely and very helpful. And I think I, I think I am. I think I am trying. You know, I am at a point now where I'm connecting with them, but it is very difficult. Yeah. And I don't. I, I I think you know, as you said, Steve, I think part of the reason we wanted to start doing this is to try and share the idea that it's okay that it is difficult. Yeah, and also to help where we can by talking to people who are experts in yeah. various bits of parenthood because it struck me that there is a lot of information out there for mums or directed specifically at mums. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it, obviously, is suitable for, for dads as well, but it doesn't seem that accessible because of the way it's presented. So hopefully we can get a few people on who will talk about, you know, some of the concerns that, that or, or problems or questions that dads have about, you know, uh, where we fit in, what we can do, mm. um, and what, what Jackson and Ben and other boys and girls want a particular point in their early life that we can help out. From their, from their father, because yeah, I'm, I'm particularly aware that, you know, having read some stuff about the fact that even at this early stage... Yeah, what you're doing impacts on that, but on your child's kind of way of thinking about the world when they get older. You know, I mean, I it's it's, it's quite terrifying to think that at the age of seven months old, what I'm doing mm. in terms of the way I'm handling Ben, the way I'm talking to him, the way I'm communicating yeah. with him, is gonna, you know, it's gonna inform his relationships with other people as he gets older. So there's that pressure as well that you kind of think, God, I'm, you know, everything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. They're soaking it out like a sponge. Yeah, and it's because they can't speak. You don't realise that they are taking it all. And it's when they like Jackson's just started to say the odd word, and you can tell that he he's picking up a hell of a lot more than you realised he was doing. And I'm sure that happens from such an early age. Oh, it must be. It must do. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I don't think there's any doubt about that. And that, as I say, that's quite a scary thought <laughs> when you think about. You know, when you lose it, when you do lose, occasionally lose your temper or you bicker with your wife, or yeah, yeah. you know whatever, whatever it might be, you have a moan about something, yep. and 
it's easy to forget that there's a baby there and yep. he's, he's looking at all of that and he's looking at your facial expressions, he's hearing your tone of voice and he's, he's learning from it. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, as we've alluded to, you know, he, as soon as he comes out or the, the baby comes out, uh, uh, mum, he knows where he gets his food from. Yeah. You know, there's that thing, isn't there, when they lay the baby on the, the mum's chest and immediately it turns and looks for its first meal. Yeah. You know, that's, that's from the outlet. They know that mummy is the point at, at which food comes from generally. Even if it, you're not necessarily breastfeeding, I'm sure there's still some sort of connection. And then they're looking at the bloke hovering in the background saying, who's he? What's he doing? <laughs> What's he doing here? <laughs> Do you know what it makes me think, is Because um, Ben was born by a caesarean. It's like an emergency caesarean. And it all went fine. Everything was okay. Um, but I do remember being over, just blown away by the fact that within, you know, he was, whatever he was, 20 minutes old, and he latched on and he was breastfeeding. And you think that is, that is, as close as you're ever going to see to genuine magic. Yeah. How on earth does he know how to do that? But then, to take it back to our point, you do think, when I don't, I'm never going to have with him, am I? Um, and there's an element there. Did you do the uh, the old skin to skin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Went in with the skin to skin. So I had the shirt. Oh my God, you know, I am, I'm not. Uh, how can I put this? I'm not in the best shape of my life. Let's put it that way. Oh, so, a professional athlete. <laughs> yeah, I think we can safely say that's true. Uh, but there you are, sitting in this hospital ward having not slept for whatever it was 26 hours I'm busy taking my t-shirt off so that my son can sit on my flabby chest um, which is a very odd experience yeah brilliant I suppose maybe we'll go we'll go into more depth about yeah experiences of birth uh, from the male perspective in in a future episode but it is very interesting that you can't again it's these weird little feelings that no one prepares you for that there is a feeling of envy that's not something I ever considered but being and I'm not, when I say these things, I don't want, I, but where I'm possibly painting a portrait of myself as some green eyed monster, horrible monster, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about little feelings that you just notice popping up. Mm. So, you know, at that point, you kind of, I don't know, 10% tired, 5% overwhelmed, about 80% happy. Yes. And then there's another little 5% somewhere where there is a little bit of jealousy. Yes. And you're looking at your wife and thinking, that is something I'm never going to have with this child. Yeah. And it's there. It's just there somewhere hidden in the back. Yeah. And it, it's it's these things that I don't think you get prepared for, that you don't, because and they creep up on you. You know, why am I thinking that? Why is that even in the back of my mind? Yeah. But it's there. I think especially as well, because generally dads have two weeks off after yeah. the birth. You then go back to work, your full-time job. During all that time you're going at work, you're obviously checking what's going on at home, getting pictures on WhatsApp of, of the baby and, and, and about 10 a day yeah, them out and about but they've got their routine you know they've cracked it they're cracking it together yeah. how it's all going to work like this is what we do in the morning and you get it at the weekend right no one this is this is morning sleep this is when he's hungry that's that's definitely hungry cry what, well is he, is he t- you're not tired no no you, j- you don't know you don't know the cry yeah, you're getting told you're yeah. getting told that no that's not how we do the nappies yeah. now because he doesn't like it like that yeah. or that's uh, no, no, no. He doesn't like to be put down like that. that no, he's like to be dealt like that. Yeah. And you're being told, and you've just come home from a hard day at work, and you come home and you think you're now telling me how to look after our child. And again, that's not that's not the mum's fault. Yeah. That's her doing her job. That's that's you know that's she's the one that knows. But again, it's very difficult to not feel. Yeah. When she spent all day trying to lull him into a quiet, restful sleep, and you come through the door and immediately want to pick him up yeah. and give him a cuddle, play with him, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, it's difficult. Yeah. 
it is. I can see. I can, and I, you know, I can can see why we do get frustrated about it. You know, the going back to the sort of early early days. I this again. This sounds everything I'm saying sounds terrible, but I'm just trying to be honest. So hopefully that's coming across. This is honesty rather than me being dreadful. But there was almost a part of me shooking back that was glad that Lindsay had a cesarean, because what it allowed me to do was to become more vital. You know, because like, actually if, if a woman has uh, a natural birth and it all goes mm-hmm. swimmingly, within a couple, you know, two or three days, she's up and around and carrying a baby and picking a baby. When a woman has a cesarean, obviously things become far more complicated. She can't drive for six weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, the wound has to heal. So, she, you know, she has to be very careful getting up and all these types of things. And what it allowed me to do was in those first couple of weeks to become absolutely right. So I was looking after the baby and I was looking after Lindsay. Now, Lindsay was worried that I was taking too much on. But what I kept explaining to her was that this was good. Yeah. I felt important. I felt like I really mattered and that I was really doing something for my family. Yeah, like, job really. I, 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 was, I was essential to the day-to-day running of our house yeah. and making sure that Lindsay was okay and making sure that Ben was yeah. okay. And that made me feel good about myself because I thought, I'm doing something now. I'm doing something really positive and I'm making sure everyone's okay. So I'm running around and I'm cooking. Yeah, doing the washing. Dealing with that coil, all that stuff. And it was all good. And then actually what happens, I I remember one, as I say, my wife is a model of patience. She's very calm, very patient, doesn't lose her temper about anything really. Whereas I'm the opposite. I'm like a border stress and I go off the deep end about just about anything. (laughs) 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 To be perfectly honest. Um, but she, um, one of the things we would, we would bicker about in those early weeks would be really almost like paperwork stuff. You know, like if a sort of, if a letter from the hospital had gone missing or the little red book, yes. which oh, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about the little yeah. red book a lot in, yeah. in Not my class book, different kind of uh, the little red book, which is of no use to anybody, but you have to take everywhere. You do. Uh, which is really, we'll, we'll come to what percentile means <laughs> some stage. Oh, there'll be a whole podcast. Yeah. Related to what on the thing you don't understand. I don't understand it yeah. still, and I'm 18 months in. There's plenty of words that that you learn um, that you just never thought you'd have to know. Anyway, um, but yeah, things like the little red book and the paperwork and all this. Stuff. And I would get oddly irritated if things went missing, or if I'd say to Lindsay, "Where's that letter?" And she'd say, "I'll oh, put it upstairs in the spare room." And I'd be, but it's not there. What, what would you? And we'd have these these like little rounds, but nothing major. But just you know, like you do, you bicker about stuff. Yeah, and. Um, and then I realised what I was doing, and it was because this was one of my only roles. You know, it's one of the only things yeah. you can find for yourself in those early days is, right, I am logistics manager. <laughs> That's essentially what you become. <laughs> so you start to think to yourself, right, this is what I do. This is my role. My role is paperwork, you know, getting the birth certificate sorted out, getting the child benefits yeah. sorted out, getting the, yeah. all these things. And so the moment any of these things would be misplaced, or put out, then, then I was, again, beating myself up because I'm thinking, well, but this is what I'm supposed to be. This is my one bloody thing, you know. What, why can't? Oh God, I can't even do that. Can't even do that. Can't even do that. And um, and so that would, yeah, that that was always that was always a source of frustration because you all you're trying to do is identify the roles yeah. that you can take on. Yeah. No, I made a decision very, in fact, pre-birth. I think that after that conversation about you were going to be a spare part, that I was going to be mum carer. Right, yeah. Mum was going to be baby carer. I was going to be mum carer. Yeah. So, you know, my my wife Zoe, she's a big fan of, uh, you know, the saurine bars, the malt oh, nut yeah. bars. So we had, like, a fruit bowl in the bedroom full of those all the time. <laughs> but I just kept topping up. I was buying them by, like, the, the crate. 
Because even now, she can't look at one without thinking of those early period of Jackson being at home. So I, we had those, I had fruits, loads of bowls of fruit all over the house, because that's, you know, I think I'd read that, you know, lots of fruit. Easy, easy one-handed eating. Um, I've done multiple batch cooking. I like cooking anyway, so this is handy. Um, of like lasagnas and fish pies and shepherd's pies. Stuff for the fruit. Yeah, all stacked up in the freezer with their dates on. Um, you know, we, we had lots of frozen milk. I don't know why, because you can just walk to the end of the road and buy a pint of milk. But, you know, it felt good to have like, you know, 12 litres of milk in the freezer. Um, and, you know, as I said, make, made sandwiches before I left the house. Um, you know, and we seem to eat a lot of Nutella during that. And then, yeah, you know, we've, we've gone through a lot of Nutella. You know, and we're buying the big kind of drums of it. <laughs> yeah, the one you can't even fit on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've had the to move a shelf. Yeah, you can get the Nutella. Exactly. It used to be you buy one in Spain on holiday that would last you know for a few <laughs> months or a couple of years even. Um, uh, it was only you know this this my stress came from the sleeping uh, with Jackson and not being able to or, or finding it difficult to be the person that settled him mm. because it seemed to be that it was always food that he wanted and he didn't take a bottle. I think like Ben. Um, it was just breastfeeding yeah. and Jackson was up to nine months before we eventually after trying every single bottle on the market found one that worked um, and that was only because my, my wife was going back to work that we kind of had to do that because we had mm. visions of the, him being brought to her work for breastfeeding and then taken away um, but um, but yeah that was the, that was the stress it, it seems you know being 18 months in looking back to the, the point that you're at so much has happened and so much has but I do remember the, the things that you that you've spoken about in terms of the stress and you started, you know it, it doesn't entirely goes away mm. ever I think there is there is still some going to be some angst knocking around but I think the more that they you can tell what they want from their facial expressions their hand movements so Jackson's now in a situation where you say would you like a banana he said he can go yeah so you you know, yeah. or do you want some milk? And it no, you yeah. and I mean, admittedly, not every no is a no. <laughs> um, sometimes the no can mean yes because he does want it. As I say, we've got a lot of grown ups. So yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so the the angst of the middle of the night uh, of having to put him down and leave the room, or Zoe coming in and saying, "Give him to me." Because it was clear that it wasn't going to. You know, been, do you know? And it's like you get into that that sort of self pitying state where you, and it's very difficult to avoid because you go upstairs and you think, right, I'm, you know. So we'll be sitting downstairs with a baby monitor watching TV, and then the screaming starts. And Ben's got a very very specific pattern where he'll go down about eight o'clock, and then you know, sort of forty five minutes th that sleep cycle, kind of the one sleep cycle because apparently they sleep in forty five minute cycles. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm told. Yeah. Uh, so sure, we'll have an expert. Yeah, we'll have an expert on baby sleep at some point. But he he'll wake up forty five minutes to an hour, and he'll be quite upset. And then it will take maybe a couple of goes to get him back down. And then once he's down, he's down for you know a good sort of four or five hours until he wakes up hungry. But there'll be, you know I've I've tried time and again where I'll go upstairs and I'll say you know he'll have that initial wake up because he goes down with a feed, he goes to sleep, and then of course the crying comes and I'll say to Lindsay right let me what go. Turn? let me go I'll go. Because you want to do your bit. Yeah, you steal yourself up the stairs. Like, right. And I go upstairs. And as I say, there's two factors here. One is that uh, I am, you know, my wife is a hundred times more patient and calm than I am. And the second one being that, you know, she's his mum. 
you put those two together and it's not a good combination. So I go up and I try, I'm trying my best and I'm trying, I'm sort of shushing him and rocking him back and forth and trying to find a way, a rhythm to get him. But I don't know, maybe he picks up on, you probably do. You don't, you don't, so you don't have to be doing anything. You don't have to be saying anything. You don't have to be actively showing the fact that you're, you're growing in oh, frustration. You're not confident in this dance. Yeah, he can, he can smell it. Yeah. It's like he can smell like you, you don't, yeah. you, you're not fancy in this. Oh, you know, and I'm, and I'm trying, I'm like, come on, sir, come on, it's okay. Shh, shh. And you're sort of trying to get, and then of course, and Lindsay will obviously hear from downstairs on the baby monitor, the, the intensity of his screaming kind yes. of developing. And it gets to the point where she'll come up and sort of give him it. And then, you know, it'll be a quick feed or something, just a little sharp feed, just to calm him down to get him back to sleep or whatever it might yeah. be. But you then walk out the room and it's very difficult to not sort of hang your head a little yeah. bit. Not only have I not calmed him down, I've made it worse. That's exactly I've actually That's managed exactly. to make him feel worse. So me being here is not only pointless, it's actually having a negative impact on him. And that is a horrible thing. Well, and also you go to, it escalates beyond that to the point where he first cries and you say, I'm going to go. And your wife then goes... Are you sure you're going to be all right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm I'll be dad, fine. I'm, I'm his dad. I can do this. Yeah. And so you were really, if we've left the lounge, your immediate your hackles are up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk up the stairs, you know, muttering under breath. And no, you're not approaching the room in the right manner. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and yeah, and then she ends up coming up and taking him off you and say, and there's a slight look in the eye, which is, should have just left it to me. Yeah, yeah I told you. <laughs> we both know. Yeah, but you've got to keep going. You've got to yeah. keep. You've got to keep doing it. There's no. Po- I don't think. I don't think anyone comes out of it well if you just go right. You're the mum. You do it. Yeah. No, that's true. I don't think that affects that. That doesn't help your relationship with child, and it certainly doesn't help your relationship with mum. No. No, that is very true. That is very true. I mean, I'm. I. I the other. The other thing that that you start, to, and I'm. I guess this is sort of turned into us talking about a list of negative yes feelings because i think i think we're all very aware of the positives yeah um i think the positive you know that it's almost like you could say here we are sort of nitpicking almost going through the negatives because there's only sort of one real positive but it's such an enormous mm. life-affirming positive mm. that you can't really talk about it too much it's, it's almost like well i'm his dad he's my son yeah and some of that stuff is this shouldn't be on the money off no, absolutely not. Absolutely. What what we're trying to do here, I think, is is give you a realistic appraisal of some of the challenges and some of the what it's like to be a first time dad. Yeah, some of the feelings that are going to come up and some of the difficulties. And there are. And you know, if anyone tells you they're not, then they're lying. Frankly, I mean, that's what I've come to learn yes. from talking, you know, conversations Steve and I have. But obviously, we both of us know plenty of other dads in the same sort of, you know, in the same sort of situation. And actually, when you get into it and you start talking to friends with kids and stuff, you realise everyone goes through this. It's just people don't really talk about it. So I think the point is that, yeah, the these are a lot of the negatives, but it, that that one that one major positive, because actually, if you looked at it, if you took all the emotion out of it, you'd say, well, there's all these things you can't do anymore. There's all these things you have to do. There's, and, you know, there's a long, long list of all the negatives, but you add them all up and they don't come anywhere close to balancing out the one massive positive yeah. which is you have a son or daughter in the world yeah. and that is overwhelmingly brilliant and that moment when you you know or, or compare it to the you're at work and Lindsay's brought Ben in yeah to meet you for lunch yeah and it's a summer's afternoon you take a break from the desk so you go downstairs there's this there's your wife and your child in a buggy and as you walk towards 
Ben looks at you, recognises you, and you want everybody who is around in the surrounding area yeah. to be so aware. Nice. This, this, this yeah. is it. This is I'm yeah. Dad. This ben, is my son. Ben, the cutest boy on yeah. the planet. That's my boy. Yeah, and he's recognised me, and that's my wife, and that's my son. Do you know the one that gets me is because that is a very good one. The one that gets me is our, our bedtime routine is um, we'll give him a bath, and then he comes downstairs and he sits on the sofa with me, and we do a story. You know, it's quite classic, traditional stuff, but it works. And so we'll sit there and we'll read one of his books. I'll read the story and I'll try and do all the voices and ups and downs and all that. You know, try, even though he doesn't understand it yet, it's a thing. Much to entertain really, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, there is a bit of that. I think, which book do I want to? Because he's still not at the point where he even knows the difference between the books. Which book do I want to read tonight? Yeah. Let's read that one. That's quite a sweet one. So we, And then we do it all. And then, um, so once the book's finished, that's, and Lindsay then takes him upstairs yes. to give him a feed and then sort of means because it would drop him into the cot because that, that sort of sends him over the edge. But the bit I love is we're sitting there. So I'm sitting on the sofa and as he's going up the steps and this is the same every night, Lindsay's carrying him. She's carrying him in a hole yeah, yeah. in her front and he's, his little head's poking at home at the top. And as they go up the stairs together, his head just comes around right around the side of her arm but, and he's still, like, he, like, he's just like look, staring at me. He's still looking at me as he goes up the stairs until the last possible thing. Story, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just, and, you know, I, it always gets me every night because I think, God, that how sweet is that? He, I mean, it is... It's very easy when you start talking about all these negatives to forget the, the as I say, the very big positive um, element of all this. But I think um, you've only got to walk around and look at uh, sort of films, advertising, TV, to see all the images of successful fatherhood, which mm. is closeness between son and dad, you know, mm. all that. But there's not much around of some of the realities when the when the door shuts which is why we're talking about it yeah yeah i think so because i think and i think that's the point isn't it everyone knows about those positives mm. i don't think you necessarily can empathize properly until you've done it mm. which i hate saying but i think that is true yeah i think that is true because it is unlike anything else i've ever done or anything else i've ever felt um but i think you can certainly, you're certainly aware of it. You kind of know, okay, having a kid is going to be brilliant. It's going to be hard work, but it's going to be brilliant. And I think all we're trying to do here is explain that, yes, it is all brilliant. Yeah. But there are these things that. The hardest and the best thing you'll ever do. The hardest, that's a good way of summing it up. The hardest and the best thing you'll ever do. I think that's very, very true. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's amazing that, yeah. that you still manage. You know, like when you think about um, all the stuff you used to do and all the stuff you used to moan about. Yes. And then you think, I used to like moan if I got woken up. And, you know, if someone had woken up in the middle of the night, I'd have lost my marbles. Yes. Yeah. It's says, so we yeah. woke up in the middle of the night four times every exactly. night. Exactly. Forever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, six o'clock at the moment, I'm, I'm, well, he's, he gets up at six o'clock every day, which is, which is great because he's not getting up half past four. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bonus. You know, it's a bonus, and he's not been waking four times during the night. Does he? Um, does he sleep through now? He goes to sleep at seven, and he sleeps till six. Oh man, that's the dream, is And he uh, he had a the weekend. He had a temperature in the middle of the night. And he woke up crying. Gave him some cowpole magic stuff. Cowpole. We'll, oh god, we'll do a podcast on what goes into cowpole. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll get Mister Cowpole in, um, and then. His temperature came down in the next half an hour, and I took him back up. We've been thinking about keeping him in the bed with us, but that's a mistake. Um, and we took him back upstairs, laid him back in his cot. He went back to sleep till about seven in the morning. It was great. That's the way forward. It was great. When does that happen? 
Can you um, um can you just help me out with that? Yeah, I mean we we did the build pool. We, we went to some dark places before eventually we decided we were gonna do some sleep training, which is a polite way of saying control crying. Yeah. Um uh which sounds a lot worse than it is. I see I can't get my head around it. Uh, I know why people do it and I can I can imagine that we might get to that point, but I can't get my head around the idea of letting your kid Everyone who's done it, who said to us before we did it, said, you'll say to yourself, why didn't we do this sooner? To be fair, we only we did it when Jackson was one, so you know, it was quite old when we did it. And I would agree, why didn't we do it sooner? It was it was tough, but um, to get that 7 o'clock at night to 6 in the morning yeah. sleep, when you are being woken, and it's not just being woken four times, five times a night for half an hour, it's you wake up, you're both awake, he then takes another 45 minutes to go back to sleep and then you're another 45 minutes before you go back to sleep mm. after that mm. um, this is this this is a whole series of podcasts about babies oh god yeah that's true this one, um, but um, don't waste it all now but yeah no but, yeah, there's a but we were saying yeah sleep. we were saying about the positives because that's I think it's important mm. to remember the positives not this we shouldn't just be talking about uh, those kind of grooming moments yeah, yeah. His, they are wonderful. They are, and I think, you know, I don't think, I can say with great confidence that I don't think either of us would change it for the world, but um, it's just, it's just awareness, I think. <laughs> <laughs> awareness. awareness. Just, just, just know you're not alone. Yeah. Know you're well, not, not alone. And actually, if you do feel like, you know, if there's a big voice in your head saying, please just shut up, you know, I mean, don't say that to your child, that wouldn't be great. But if there's a voice in your head screaming in the back of your mind going, God, I wish this little sod would just shut yeah. up. You, you are not alone. That it does not make you a bad dad. Yeah. That is not an awful thing. That is a natural human reaction. Chances are your, oh, your dad said it to you. His dad said it to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right, going back to the cave, the caves. Yeah. Um, and down your road at that particular time, there'll be another dad. It'll yeah. be exactly the same situation. Yeah. Say it, saying. Why won't he go to sleep? <laughs> why? 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 I think I think the the why question is probably quite a good point on which to wrap this up for for, for this particular episode. Yeah. Why? 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 Yeah. Um, which is probably what you were asking yourself having listened to this. Uh, so yeah, hopefully that gives you some. Hopefully this first episode has given you some idea, some flavour of what we're the type of thing we're trying to do here and what we're trying to offer. Um, we're not experts. We're, not we're just we're just two dads, two first time dads. Yeah, that's that's it really in a nutshell. And that's also why we will be getting some experts to actually come on and offer some practical advice rather than some, you know, moaning and whinging uh, from the pair of us. So, um thank you very much for listening to this. I hope we hope sincerely you'll listen to the next one and, and the one after that and the one after that. Um easiest way to do that of course is to subscribe to iTunes, uh subscribe to the podcast there. You can listen to us on audio boom. And please, 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 please do um, leave us some reviews, some ratings on iTunes. And within that, um, do feel free to, to, to offer some suggestions, ask some questions, maybe some things you think we should be talking about, um, all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, until the next time, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, good luck with whatever you're dealing with this week <laughs> yeah. in terms of being a first-time dad or parent. And, uh, yeah, we'll speak to you next time. Thanks, guys. 